Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 to 30 and 36 to 43. This is the parable and the explanation of the wheat and the tares, or the parable of the weeds. Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 to 30, and 36 to 43. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth, Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Last week we looked at the parable of the sower. We said the main point was that we need to spread the word of God. That indeed is the great commission Christ gave us. The sower cast seed on four types of soil, but only one soil was fertile. Not everyone who claims to be a true believer is genuine. Continuing with that theme this week, we read about the parable of the wheat and tares, or the parable of the weeds, as some translations have it. And what a great story it is. A farmer sowed wheat in his field, but while he slept, an enemy sowed weeds, so that when the wheat began to sprout and grow, so did the weeds. This posed a dilemma. What should he do? If he pulled out the weeds, he'd destroy the wheat. So he told his servants to let them grow together until the harvest. Last week I told you a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, a story to make a point, in Jesus' case about the kingdom of God. So what's the point of this parable? It's simply this. This is a parable about judgment. There are a couple of things you need to know about this parable. 
One, in Jesus' day, sowing weeds in a neighbor's field was a common way people used to get even with each other. Instead of egging the neighbor's house or soaping their windows or something like that, they'd sow weeds in the neighbor's field, in their, in their wheat field. And I've read that it had become such a common practice that the Roman government actually passed a law against it because it literally destroyed the person's livelihood for the season. The second thing. This particular seed spoken of in the parable of the wheat and tares is probably called a darnel. In the early stages of growth, it was indistinguishable from wheat. You couldn't tell them apart. So you didn't know there were weeds growing in your field until the stock started to produce. And by then, it was too late. Because the roots would be so interwoven that to pull up the weeds would be to pull up the wheat and ruin your crop. And so putting all this together, Jesus told a parable. A farmer sowed a field of wheat, but while he slept, an enemy came and sowed darnel, so that when the wheat began to sprout, so did the darnel. What was he to do? Let both of them grow together, he told his servants. Then at the harvest, collect the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Can you see how this parable applies to us today? First, it speaks of one of the most prevalent of all our sins, the sin of judging other people. It's like we are playing God and deciding for ourselves who's worthy and who's not. Jesus recognized this tendency in his followers and said, Judge not lest you be judged, for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged and the measure you give will be measure you receive. That's out of Matthew 7. We know better than to stand in judgment of others, yet we do it anyway, particularly when it comes to the church. See, that's something deep down inside us that wants us to separate the sheep from the goats, the saints from the sinners, the good guys from the bad guys. And so, unconsciously, I think, we set ourselves up as gatekeepers. We practice selective evangelism. We defer to those whom we want to be part of our fellowship, and we politely discourage the others. We all have our own little litmus tests, but they're pretty much the same, based mostly on how others act, how they dress, how they talk, where they live what they do for a living. The common denominator, of course, is we're attracted to those like us. This is nothing new. We've, we've known it for a long time. The problem is this gets translated into what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ. And without really trying, we become a homogenous congregation, congregation, all looking and acting pretty much alike. And that gives us a certain comfort, doesn't it? It gives us consensus. Then someone radically different comes into our fellowship, and we get into a stir and become restless until we weed them out. Again, this is nothing new. Back in the early days of our country, the Puritans made a concerted effort to purge the church of all those who weren't of pure faith and didn't belong. Well, they failed. And I, for one, am glad they did, because if... There's no place in the church for sinners needing to be accepted and loved, then there's no place for me 
and probably many of you too. In another one of his teachings in Matthew 13, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea that catches fish of every kind. And that's the first lesson we need to learn about, the parable of the wheat and tares. The world is a mixed bag. It's not always clear which is the wheat and which are the weeds. We all breathe the same air, eat the same food, go to the same schools and doctors. We all enjoy the benefits of the sun and the rain, or at least we will until the end, that is the harvest. God is in control of the world, and this is the way it is under his care and guidance. Therefore, we would do well not to try to judge one from the other. However, this does not mean we should not follow biblical grounds for discernment and knowing right from wrong. We are not to attack the world. God hasn't given us that ministry. We are to sow the seeds as we learned last week. Looking back at history, any time the church has become a political power, there was nothing but trouble, and Christians ended up being persecuted. The Inquisition, the Crusades, and so on. This is not the age of judgment. But how do we treat these people? How do we treat these weeds? Well, we treat them as Christ did, with meekness, with love, with patience, and with kindness. We pray for their salvation and plant the seed of the gospel in their lives. And that's something that we need to remember to do. We also see a second lesson here today. And that's when it comes to human nature. Not one of us is ever completely a saint or a sinner. But we're usually a combination of both. Scripture reminds us we are born of the flesh and of the spirit. We're created in the image of God, yet we bear the mark of original sin. There lies within each of us the capacity for evil and the potential for good. The Apostle Paul said of himself in Romans chapter 7, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil likes close at hand. In the final act in this drama of salvation, the tension that exists within us and within all God's creation will finally be resolved and put to rest, and we shall live in peace with God and each other forever. But until then, they coexist. The wheat and weeds grow side by side, even within us, so that to root out the one would be to destroy the other. That's the second lesson of the parable. And the third is this. Ultimately, there will come a day of judgment. In the words of the parable, let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time, and at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. See, at harvest time, two things would happen. 
The wheat and the darnel would be cut and taken to the threshing floor where the grain would be separated from the stalks. The wheat would be plump and golden brown. The darnel would be small and black. The people would then separate one from the other grain by grain, throwing out the darnel and, of course, keeping the wheat to make flour. We can't be impatient. The harvest waits till the end of the age. God is going to judge at the end of the age, and the angels will be the reapers. We are the sowers, not the reapers. They will be cast into the furnace of fire, and their reaction will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. This is eternal punishment for the weeds. More than once, Jesus told his followers of an impending day of judgment, and he warned them in the meantime to watch out for false prophets. He said in Matthew 7, Beware of those who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. The question is, how do you know one from the other? Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. And it's true, when all said and done, others know us by the things we do, by the things we say, whether we're gracious or generous, whether we're thoughtful and kind. Or maybe we're callous, stingy, insensitive, self-serving. By their fruits ye shall know them. The good news is God's grace is seen in the fact that as we grow in the knowledge of God's love and slowly but surely humble ourselves before God and seek his will for our lives, we increasingly reflect the image of God in which we were created and our human sinfulness, though it never, ever completely goes away, becomes fainter and fainter by comparison to the light of God's grace and love. So here's the bottom line, the question you need to answer honestly. Are you the wheat or the tares? Are you a child of the kingdom or a child of the devil? If you are a tear, a weed, a child of Satan, then pay attention. He who has ears, let him hear. This age is a time of patience, of grace, but judgment is coming, and it will be eternal and painful for those not of the kingdom of God. If you are a wheat, a child of the kingdom, then you too need to pay attention. You are to live in this world next to the tares, and you are to influence the world, scatter the seed, but you are not to be influenced by it. Let us remember that this week. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the parables that make Christ's teaching clear to us and enable us to understand your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to be like the good soil and the wheat that grows in it. Help us to remember the commission you gave us to go into the world and make disciples for you. Help us not to judge others, but to simply have compassion and love them patiently, just as you love us. Amen.